of Greater Charleston is on a mission, teaching kids life skills. Like, they may not always know the course, but they should always know their game. Introducing the game of golf and its inherent values to young people since 2008, students and instructors and coaches work together in school and after school on golf courses throughout the low country of South Carolina. We caught up with the executive director of First Tee to find out about the upcoming golf and gala fundraiser, which supports the many programs and what makes First Tee different from most sports programs for kids. Bucky, you are the executive director of First Tee of Greater Charleston. So for some people who might be hearing this for the first time, explain what First Tee is. What is this organization? So Carolyn, we are a nonprofit. Uh, our mission is to impact the lives of kids in the Greater Charleston area, ages 5 to 18. And we teach uh, interpersonal skills, and life skills, and character traits uh, through a sport. So when you kind of boil it all down, we're a youth development program, and we just happen to use the game of golf. Inherently, there are these values in the game of golf of honesty, you keep your own score, uh, integrity, you play the ball uh, where you find it, you don't kick it out from behind the tree. Uh, respect uh, for your playing partners and sportsmanship and all these are kind of baked into the game and so we use we use the game of golf to deliver um, those skills in a, a curriculum that's written but then we also work with the kids on trying to uh, help them understand how they can take those interpersonal skills and character traits outside of the game so whether they play the game of golf forever or not they've learned how to introduce themselves to mm -hmm. someone new, or, uh, shake hands, look someone in the eye. And so um, we started in 2008 uh, here in Charleston. So this is our 15th anniversary, which is really exciting. Um, in that time, we've seen 171,000 kids um, right here in the Low Country um, through a couple of different ways. We have some after-school programming, happens at the golf courses. We've got uh, eight golf course partners. Uh, we do in-school programming through um, 35 Greater Charleston Elementary Schools, uh, then through community partnerships um, like City Rec Centers mm -hmm. and YMCA's and Low Country Autism, Girl Scouts of America, churches, you kind of name it. We're, we, we love partnering with other youth service organizations that are doing good work. And then through also an immersion program that we started here a couple years ago, which takes rising sixth graders and does uh, a summer immersion um, of, of our golf uh, program, character education golf program, but then also tying in some community leaders and uh, STEM and STEAM enrichment partners that can go in and really take some of those kids on the brink of success that mm -hmm. maybe are sitting at home a little bit in the summers that need some need some programming and, uh, and works with them in the summer. And then we stay with those kids um, on Saturdays uh, during school year. Listening to all of that, you gain a, a greater appreciation when you think of that number, 171,000 young people touched by the First Tee of Greater Charleston program. And for full disclosure, I serve on the board of directors of First Tee of Greater Charleston. And Bucky, that's really how I came to know you. And I've heard you, when we've been in meetings, you've said First Tee is a youth program like no other. 
And this kind of explains it. It's not just about the game of golf, which I don't play, but you really do encourage character development and these young people have an opportunity to to stand alongside and be on a golf course and learn about themselves and learn about others and how to interact in the world. Carolyn, some of our, our the metrics of how we consider succeeding, us succeeding with these kids in our community is that, uh, you know, we're hearing from our parents that because of the program, kid, uh, the kids are coming through and they have uh, a 93% improved confidence rate. 67 are having improved coping skills when it's dealing with a difficult situation. The game of golf is one of the more difficult sports to play. And so they're learning to deal with challenging situations. And then uh, another one that I really love to hear from our parents and um, has been a consistent theme is that um, 84% of the parents believe that we provide opportunities that may not otherwise be available to their kids. And mm. so, and I think that's one thing too, Carolyn, I, there's always what I consider three misunderstandings about the first tee. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is that we're just a golf program. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard of first tee you teach golf and it's like, ah, yes, we do teach golf, but it, <laughs> it's so much more than golf. It really golf is, or the mode or the mechanism to deliver the character traits and the life skills I mean, you could use any sport for that matter, um, but inherently, like I said, these these, um, skills and these uh, traits are baked into the game, so it's easily deliverable. The um, the second misconception, Carol, is that we're a huge nonprofit, right? There's uh, 132 other first tees in the United States, Mm -hmm. and there's another 18 across the world, so people think, oh, wow, you're really big. You know, where do you live? And I go... Well, in actuality, we're small. We're a small local nonprofit. Um, Every volunteer hour and every donor dollar that is uh, provided to us is returned back to the community at 100%. And so Mm -hmm. I live in the community. My kids go to school here. I've got my finger on the pulse. of So so unlike some other nonprofits, which are doing great work, we're very much a local nonprofit. But the, the key is there's connective tissue amongst all the first T's. Uh, and that connective tissue is some in some of our branding and logos, but more importantly in the curriculum and then the coach training. And so a kid that, Carolyn, that grows up in D.C. or Chicago or San Francisco or you name it, and there's a first tee chapter, and maybe they get moved. Maybe they're part of our military and they get moved to Charleston. They have a home with some of that same vernacular, and, and they're going to get that same baked-in experience regardless of the first tee chapter. Um, it just is really up to uh, our local board of directors, like what you do, and and making these opportunities um, available through time, treasure, and talent. And, and if we don't garner that uh, amongst our community, the first tee doesn't exist. We 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 shut down. But um, we've been really blessed. Charleston's such a wonderful community, and people believe uh, in the in impacting the youth is impacting our future. And so um, we we've had a lot of great success. At, the, the other misconception, Carolyn, is that we only work with underserved kids. And while, yes, we do teach uh, work with underserved kids, it's not the, the basics of our program. It really is about uh, a program for all kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we want kids from all backgrounds, uh, boys and girls, black and white, uh, lower socioeconomic, middle class, every kid. And we want to have them collide together in this learning activity base so that um, they're all learning together and they're they're more respectful of each other when you can put them together 
uh, in, in a group. And so that is the other thing is like that, that I think most people think of. It's like we're only working with um, kids in Title I schools. And yes, we do, a lot of them. But it really is more about getting kids from all different backgrounds to be more um, welcoming and respectful and courteous to each other. Bucky, you've been the executive director of First Tee for what, 10 years now. How did you first come to pick up a golf club? So I grew up, uh, Carolyn, in a small town, mid-state, uh, Hartsville. Uh, it's up there up near Florence and Darlington. And um, my parents got divorced early on. Uh, neither went to college. Um, dad was in the military uh, and was the Jeep driver for a general. And uh, my father was really athletic and played the traditional sports growing up, football and baseball and stuff. And then the, the general noticed that dad was talented and said, hey, you know, Dudley, get over here. You, you're going to be my golf partner today. And so dad started playing golf as an enlisted military uh, personnel. And so um, after mom and dad got divorced, uh, you know, dad was looking for some activities for me. He would kind of drag me along to the golf course a little bit. So I, I kind of learned, not at an early age, but more of a, you know, kind of like kind of that 10-year-old age group. But mm-hmm. I, I had an addictive personality. I was a little bit <laughs> undersized. So whereas football and baseball and basketball weren't really working for me, golf really kind of worked. And I was it was an individual sport, and there was a lot of challenge to it. And I enjoyed that piece of it. And, you know, golf found me in a place where I needed – uh, something to really focus on um, when mom and dad, when I didn't have kind of maybe the the home life that some did. And so, you know, in that way, golf uh, gave me that positive outlet to focus on something positive in my life. And, um, you know, I think my involvement with the first tee is an extension of me maybe just trying to give back mm-hmm. a little bit to what golf gave to me in that kind of focus um, and that opportunity. I, I uh, worked hard playing golf. Um, and ended up earning a scholarship to play golf at the Citadel. Played golf for four years at the Citadel. In the meantime, just fell in love with Charleston and, and also have met and, uh, you know, some of the greatest friends of my life on the golf course and, and really value the time that I got to spend with my, uh, my late father. And so, you know, in that regard, Charleston uh, and, and golf is kind of baked into who I am. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll go a long time trying to give back to the game that's given so much to me uh, through some of these younger people. Like I always say, if man, if I can just help one other little Bucky out there that's running around who maybe doesn't know what he wants to do mm-hmm. but, is, um, but needs that support, then that'd be pretty cool. I'd, I'd feel good about the work that, that I'm doing and that we're doing if there's, there's one other kid that we can help kind of uh, move along. You know, when you think about the Citadel, you certainly think discipline. So what did you learn at the Citadel that factors into your strength as a leader of First Tee of Greater Charleston? Yeah, you know, the the honor and the duty and the respect, kind of the creed at the Citadel, and they really do kind of permeate through First Tee and what we're doing um, of, you know, timeliness, um, you know, staying in contact with our families, um, having a real pride and sense of what we're doing and impacting lives of kids. Um, you know, I think the Citadel really was, was great for me uh, as far as being on time, getting to class, going to class, showing up, uh, being there. But then there's such a really strong foundation of the, the nine core values at the first tee and, and trying to build out a team of, of, 
volunteers, board members, staff members. We've got a small team of, um, of five staffers and then uh, 10 coaches. But really building out that, that honesty that each one of those really embodies the, the core values of honesty and integrity, judgment, sportsmanship, respect, responsibility, courtesy, confidence, um, perseverance. You know, knowing that each one of our our, our uh, people involved with kids day to day embody those pieces is really what builds out the program, Carolyn, and, and having everyone kind of flying the same flag of um, of what we're trying to do and and how we're trying to impact the community through through kids. I also think it's really important that families understand that not only do the students, the children, benefit from the program, but I've watched your relationship build with families. This program introduces students to a, a sport that they that might be new to them, but it also introduces the family to the support and to this organization. And you actually start working together, you know, in, in terms of surrounding and, and making sure that the student is successful in so many areas of their lives. It's a partnership between the family and the program. We say first tee family all the time. And I, and I uh, keep up with a lot of our alumni via text and watching on social media as they grow and I mean, we've got some being around for 15 years. We've got kids that are now graduated from college and are getting married and so excited. But these are all people that are, have become family. You're exactly right. It's it's not just a, a class of golf and you go home. It, it is more about the, the well-roundedness of the young person and how we can be a part of that. And whether that's, uh, you know, opportunities at trade schools or, uh, you know, vocational or college and how we can better prepare you for that um but it really is taking a look at the individual young person and what they need because a lot of our program is self-exploration you know uh the game of golf we give them a club and uh, provide some guidelines but let them explore let them fail let them learn uh in, in a way that it best fits them and uh that really is a lot of the program if a family is considering the program but concerned about the cost of it what do they need to know yeah, the, we um, annually we have uh, supporters that uh, take care of scholarship needs um, from a programmatic standpoint. Um, so if there's ever a family, um, no questions asked, uh, small paperwork, you know, name, yes, we'd love to participate with a scholarship, they're in. Uh, there's in. We've never turned a child or a family away uh, based on ability or inability to pay. And and when I say pay, a lot of people go, wait, they have to pay? But uh, yes, the research has shown that, and we have families that uh, have capacity to pay, but it's it's $50 for an eight-week session. Of, uh, we've been the same price since 2008, but it literally is less about the, the amount, but it's more about families that um, do have some capacity. They are uh, committed and have some skin in the game that they show up. Our impact only happens when kids come. Mm -hmm. And so we want there to be some skin in the game. And that's where we try to really get families from all backgrounds um, to collide together. And so that we're providing um, an experience for their young person that they're getting meet the kid, meet kids from, you know, all different backgrounds. And what are the courses uh, used for the first T program? What if someone says, this is not in my neighborhood. I can't get there. It won't work for me. We, we've tried to throw, uh, in my best low country analogy, a big cast net, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we've got eight different golf courses, uh, green grass locations, partners of ours, uh, Patriots Point Links, um, Westcott uh, Golf Club, Muni, um, Pine Forest, 
Berkeley Country Club, Shadow Moss, uh, both military core spaces for our military kids, uh, and then also uh, Rivertown and Dunes West. They they all all offer uh, programming at some point. And you know, if you go to the website uh, first chs.org, you can look up programs and where they are. And then also between the school program, if if your if your child is at a school. Um, that maybe we don't have programming at. We'd love to talk about it. Every single school we've been, we're 35 that has opened up. We've provided uh, free equipment, training for the phys ed teachers, and annually around 300 hours of support from our volunteers and staff to go in to support those PE teachers uh, deliver the curriculum in classroom spaces. And if the school's got a little green space, we get outside as well. Once a student graduates high school, they are still connected, as you described, Bucky, with First Tee. Can you tell me more about some of the scholarship opportunities that are available to students in the program? I think that this is a real plus and something that's really attractive to a lot of students and families. Yeah, no doubt. And Carolyn, we have an open-ended um, scholarship. And so if you've been a First Tee participant and you are headed off to uh, to a four-year, traditional four-year or a, a a technical school or vocational school, we, we are open to supporting you. We have a, um, an open uh, application period during the summer, and then we have a, a scholarship committee that looks at these um, young people that are headed off, and, um, and we're pretty flexible in how we want to support. We had one student who got a full ride um, to a college, but they they needed some supplies like they needed books and some of those pieces which was not covered under the scholarship well that's where we were able to plug in and so it it really mirrors a lot of what we're doing with our programming and really trying to adapt what are the needs um to our young people and our alumni and kind of going from there so we gave away 10 scholarships last year for alumni and students and that even goes to um one young lady who's coming who went to limestone to play college golf and now she's coming back to charleston to go to musc to be a nurse and so we um, are super excited to be along you know in, in her path and uh helping her kind of go to um you know where she's going in her career and so those core values the nine core values of first tee really are core values for life can you share them again bucky yeah so honesty integrity judgment sportsmanship, respect, responsibility, courtesy, confidence, and perseverance. And the other thing, Carolyn, that's really neat, too, and I think this is often um, a little bit of how we make the sauce, right? Like, well, and and every one of our classes at First Tee offers three things, and it and it does it in a seamless integration uh, with, with kids. And we have a golf skill, a life skill, and a core value. And so I'd give a prime example of our first class where our coaches and our volunteers are, you know, are taking the kids and we might be getting them on a golf cart for the first time, right? So they're excited to be on the cart and we get out to the golf course and we'll introduce those three things. And so our golf skill that day might be um, how to tee off, right? So that's where you start the hole from the tee box and where you tee it up and here's a ball and here's a tee and here's how to tee it up. And, you know, this is a, this is a golf club. And so we're, we're delivering that, that game, that experience, that sport aspect uh, and then we're saying, okay, kids, we'll, usually you play in groups of four. Uh, so we're going to break into groups of four. And um, before you go to tee off, when you start your game, it shows respect. And so we're going to ask the kids maybe an open-ended. What does respect mean to you? What, what does respect mean in general? We're gonna, but it shows respect in the game of golf to remove your cap, 
look someone in the eye, introduce yourself, and give them a firm handshake. And so, so the three components of golf skill, where to tee up from, the core value of respect, what respect means, and then how we're executing that on the golf course, how we deliver it on the golf course of, hey, a meet and greet with someone new, remove your cap, look them in the eye, shake their hand, that life skill that they can take with them. We're doing that in a seamless integration. So imagine, Carolyn, if we were to take those same three things and we were to say, all right, kids, we're going to sit you in a classroom style. We're going to talk about respect today. <laughs> They're going, oh, yeah, right. I just was sat in class all day. Coach. I'm out. You know. <laughs> but if you do it within the context of the sport, you know, they're excited to get out and hit some shots, and they're more willing to try. And um, so all of our curriculum is delivered during uh, the game of golf, not in, a, in a necessarily a classroom setting, but out there. And then we're tying in at the end – you know, okay, kids, what, what was our word of the day, right? It was respect. And how were we respectful at the golf course? That's right. We introduced ourselves. And then we're going to tie in, in that wrap-up. Well, tell us about how you can be respectful when you get home today. And let the kids come up with the ideas mm-hmm. Let them as a, from a peer-to-peer standpoint. And then we're going to say, okay, how about school tomorrow? When you get to school, what's one way you can be respectful at school? Again, they're all coming with the feedback. And so, you know, that really is kind of the the neatness of the program is how we're doing it in a seamless manner um, out on the golf course. And so it really becomes a learning experience that is interactive and involved and less like more of what they're getting on a daily basis in the classroom setting. Bucky, you did touch on this, and but I think it's, it bears repeating that first T works because of the strength of volunteers. And so someone who's hearing about this and maybe, you know, they don't have a child or they simply love the game of golf, that you welcome them into the first T family to serve as a volunteer to support some of the many programs you're describing. We had, um, Carolyn, last year alone, we had uh, over 125 volunteers, um, you know, give their time and their talents um, and you don't have to be a great golfer. I think our average golf handicap might be like a 16. So there's some that work in administrative or committee roles that are non-golfers at all. Um, I think at the real core of who is a volunteer at the first tee is someone who is passionate about young people and supporting young people uh, in their development. And, and we do have golfers that are out there and supporting and, you know, helping teach the game and introduce the game. But then we have a lot that just say, I, I believe in having the, making the world a better place through our youth. And so that's, um, that's where we have. They spent, uh, over 1800 hours volunteering last year. So, uh, and without it, uh, Carolyn, we're, we don't exist without the, these local men and women who are coming out, um, to be on, whether at the golf course or in the schools. Uh, through some of our events or through committee or board service, which are all local uh, volunteers. Uh, you know, our, uh, the first tee here in Charleston doesn't exist at all. The first tee of Greater Charleston remains a viable program for students in our community, in part because of the generosity of others. And one of the big fundraisers for the year is the Golf and Gala, which is happening September 8th. Bucky, can you tell us about the Golf and Gala and how people can participate, support it, donate items, or simply show up that day? Absolutely. This is our 15th uh, year of hold- holding the Golf and Gala, and uh, it really has become a cornerstone, a staple of our kind of our fundraising. Um, we have uh, a, a day of golf 
uh, in a in a tournament, uh, and then followed by a gala for those that maybe don't play golf. Um, and we've got auction items, silent and live items, and a scholarship drive. Last year we had uh, nearly 400 attendees, mostly locals, but some out of towners come in as well. And um, and we were able to raise uh, over seven hundred thousand dollars last year. So um, a lot of cool auction items. Uh, not only golf experiences, but, uh, you know, spa and art and gift certificates. And so I would say if you, if you want to participate, uh, you can find, find it on the website. We still, still have a little, some tickets available and, uh, some opportunities to get involved. And if you can't come, then there's an auction item, uh, or two that you have. Um, you know, experiences are great. Uh, gift cards are great. Golf's great. Um, we really do have a pretty captive audience of people that, um, enjoy that type of, um, of feast. And it's a major, major factor in us being able to garner enough of that resource of the treasure to, uh, to impact kids in our community. Before we say so long, what else do you want people to know and understand about First Tee, whether they decide they want a young person to be involved or to volunteer or to offer their talent or treasure in some other way? What's the big takeaway? Yeah, Carolyn, you said it. It, it. And I would say this on behalf of all nonprofits, and because there's so many good ones in our area doing such good work, is that uh, nonprofits, we need three things to resources to impact, and that is time, treasure, and talent. And whether you give a little bit of each or a lot of one, I would say whether it's First Tee in Charleston or, or, or whatever is near and dear to your heart, uh, Find an area that you can fit in from a time, treasure, talent standpoint and get involved. Because like I say, there's so many good ones doing so much good work. And uh, my, my personal number is on the website. If you'd ever love to call and chat with me, I'd love to find a way that we can plug you into First Tee and uh, have you helping kids here in, in, uh, in Charleston. You are one of the <laughs> most positive people I know. And I tell you, that's what your reputation is. Whenever someone brings up your name, a broad smile comes across their face. I only aspire to be as positive as you. So I, your smile is infectious. I just want to get to your level. But I, <laughs> I got told early on by my parents, listen, you know, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% how you take it. So you just got to figure out where the silver lining is and press on that because then it'll, it'll get better. <laughs> For this episode of Let's Talk, Let's Talk is produced by Eric Johnson. I'm the host, Carolyn Murray. We welcome your comments and advice on our podcast, so please write a review and share the link with others. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk. Goodbye until the next time.